Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. right on track it is a new year and i'm so excited to be joined again by my friend and the captain of heart of indie radio please welcome back eddie davis hey so glad to be welcomed back on the show how honored am i i love this show (laughs) it's so much fun thanks for having me of course i'm so glad you're joining me again so how's it feel to be in 2022 oh i'm so excited to kiss 2021 goodbye for a whole host (laughs) of reasons (laughs) bye-bye see ya (laughs) we have some there's some really positive things that happened in 2021 don't don't get me wrong uh the fact that i'm even here at all you know is a testament to some good things happening in 2021 as a few of you know but anyway yeah just so excited to be in 2022 and uh you know the one thing that we all just got finished doing as part of the new year is something we all do every year and that is our new year's resolutions right yes exactly so today we are going to be chatting all about goal setting and time management to kick this off eddie can you read a quote by brian tracy sure yeah brian brian is cool i I love brian so this quote goes like this and this is so true every minute you spend in planning saves 10 minutes in execution This gives you a 1,000% return on your energy. That is so true. You know, if you don't spend a little time on the front end planning, then how can you ever hope to execute it effectively? You know, you're just kind of feeling your way. What are you going to do? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, So, yeah, planning is so important. And that's kind of what we're here today to talk about is kind of planning. And we just mentioned uh, New Year's resolutions, and, and I, I think it probably behooves us to talk about that just a little bit as well. But yeah, this is such a cool quote. I love it as well, and I, I'm i kind of thinking about how we can have these big goals, but if we don't have a roadmap to get there, there's no way to reach those goals. And so I think this quote is really important because if you don't have a plan, if you don't have those stepping stones, you can spontaneously try to do things, but you're not going to have positive results that you like because you don't have anything in place to help you reach your goals. Right, exactly. You know, and we're going to kind of talk about um, this SMART acronym as we jump into time management here. But there's another one that goes along with management as well. And, you know, the, the fundamental steps of any management, regardless of the industry, is planning, organizing, directing, and controlling. That is so essential. You've got to plan. And organizing, that second step, is this is what we're getting into here. That organizational part, that second step, is figuring out what your tools are, organizing the tools you have at your disposal. You know, why do you think so many New Year's resolutions fail? (laughs) They ultimately fail. Well, can't speak for all of them and don't pretend to but a number of them and i found this out in my own life years ago is the reason my own new year's resolutions were falling through the cracks is because you make these big plans right but you don't create the stepping stones you don't set yourself up for success in an effective way to get there what are the tiny little steps and there might be three steps or might be a hundred steps to reach that goal 
that are going to help you. And you. Okay, I've done this. I've done A and B and C. And you're getting closer and closer to reaching that ultimate big goal. But if you don't set those up to begin with, you likely will not do the larger goal because you didn't, you didn't again, back to the organizational side. You didn't organize all your tools effectively. You take a look at what you have at your disposal and you either use the tools you have or you bring in some additional tools uh, to reach your ultimate goal. That's a long-winded explanation, but that, that's kind of the, the size of it. I love how you brought up organization because I'm personally a very organized person. I always have been as a student and now in the music industry. And I think organization is really important because it keeps everything in place, specifically with goals. But no matter what you're doing, if you have interviews you're doing, recording, releasing, if you know what's happening and when it's happening, it'll keep you on the track to keep moving forward. Stay right on track, guys. Um, but if you're not organized and you have things all over the place and you don't know what's happening and when or any of that, you can kind of get super overwhelmed and not really know how to fix things if you have this big mess you have to clean up. So I think in general, like organization is extremely, extremely important. Absolutely. And I, <laughs> I love that self-plug. Right on track, gotta stay right on track. And, and you're exactly right. And that big mess you're, you're alluding to is a result of not being organized. And suddenly you've got a mess in front of you because all these deadlines are certain suddenly hitting you. You feel like, oh my God, this is all coming to me from right and left. And it's just out of nowhere, all these things. Well, no, they're not out of nowhere. You let your life and your brand and your management and your business get out of control because you didn't plan for it. You know, and sometimes we have to kind of uh, bring other people into the fold as well. You know, that's kind of the directing stage where you, um, you're not only directing yourself, but you're willing to delegate certain tasks to other people that you trust and let them kind of help you with your larger goal. If it's big enough, if it's a big enough goal, you may need some help with that. But yeah, planning is so, so, so essential or you will have a mess on your hands and you got to be kind of very specific about your goals. They can't be just random. Well, I would like to do A, B, and C this year. Okay, what are the specific goals that are tied to that? What are the steps that are tied to that? You know, to me, here, here's the thing. I always like to say this. People do things for a reason. If you set up a New Year's resolution, let's say you just have three things. I'm going to do these three things. These would be really cool. If I get these done this year, that would be freaking awesome. Okay, why are you doing them? Because they'd be cool? Or do you have a reason that is going to drive you emotionally? You know, and things that are going to hold you accountable. You're doing them for a reason. Um, you know, sometimes people tell this little story, and I've heard it so many times over the years, but you hear the story about this mother who a child is trapped under a car and she suddenly lifts the tail end of this 2,000-pound car to get this child up and under that wheel. Well, under normal circumstances, she couldn't do that, but she found the strength to do it because... It was something that she was doing for a reason. She was driven by her own fear and love for that child. And when you're driven by your own goals and those goals are strong enough that you really love what it is you're trying to do and they mean so much to you, you will find a way to get it done. I love that. I love how you brought up the motivation as well. If you really want to achieve your goals, you will find that motivation inside of you to reach that goal. And speaking of, let's talk about some SMART goals, shall we? Haha. <laughs> we have a little acronym here. Um, and each letter means something that is about goals. Um, and you touched on this a little bit, but for the 
first one, S, that stands for specific. So can you talk a little bit more about why it's so important to have these specific goals? Well, there's a couple of them there. And you're right. I did kind of allude to that a little bit. Those goals need to be specific. Rein it in. Don't make it so broad that um, it's hard to control it because it's not measurable. That's why I was about to say those two kind of go kind of go together. So the S and the M are interlocking as far as I'm concerned. They need to be very specific goals and they need to be measurable goals. If it's not measurable, it's not attainable. Unless you just happen to get unless you just happen to get lucky, you know. But make sure that it's measurable. And that's important because that's part of your control process. Remember I talked about management earlier. That final step is control. That control is stepping back, taking a, a look at your situation and making sure that you're on track. Here we are with the pun again. You're on track with your goals for the year or for the quarter, whatever the case may be. Whatever that major goal is, am I on track? I set myself up for very specific goals, quantitative goals that I can look at and say, okay, I'm 50% of where I need to be. I'm 63% of where I need to be. Or I am 99% of where I need to be. Woohoo! I'm I'm really close here. Or I'm 113% of where I need to be. We're kicking it. That's important because it, it, it keeps you motivated and keeps you positive and inspired. And more importantly, it holds you accountable. You know, the the one who's going to hold you most accountable is you. Because at the end of the year, you look back at those goals that you set up for yourself. And you and only you can hold yourself accountable for whether or not you reach them. Particularly if they're really important, specific goals that tie to your business, tie to your brand, tie to music, whatever the case may be. Exactly. I love it. I love how you tie together specific and measurable, which is the M, because you're right. I think, you know, I kind of look at this as something abstract versus concrete, because if something's abstract, it kind of just exists and you can't really hold it in your hands or measure it. But when you have something very concrete and specific, you're able to measure that. And just to give like an example here, um, as a songwriter, you know, one of my goals is to you know, write more, but writing more is very, you know, loose. It's not very specific, but I could make a goal for myself that says every single week, I'm going to complete one song and have it recorded in a very stripped piano, vocal, or guitar, vocal demo. And so it's very specific. I know what I'm doing. And by the end of the week, I can actually measure, did I finish that song do I have a song that I can listen back to and share and if not then you know you didn't reach that goal so I think you know tying this back into knowing if you reached it or not too because if you don't have something you can measure and if it's not specific you're not really sure if you met that goal or not absolutely and you know you mentioned songwriting and I will kind of jump on this train because it's passing in front of me it's hard for me not to jump on it but um, it, it is so important to plan your music and if you're a writer in terms of quality and quantity and I lean more toward the quality side um, writing and writing and writing is really really important and it helps you build a network it helps you build your songwriting abilities um, you get stronger as a writer but at some point you kind of have to rein it in and step back and say okay the only way I'm going to continue to grow now as a songwriter is to start setting up some filters for myself you know set some bars for yourself making sure that the writing that you're about to get into is going to take you someplace new and it's not repetitious because time time management is something of a misnomer we can't add to or take it away from time right we have 24 hours a day 365 days a year that's all we have and you know it's a finite number 
And so we have to kind of, if you want to use the word control, we have to control how we invest that time and make sure that it, we're doing so wisely. Right. No, I agree. And I agree with the point with quality over quantity. Um, that's something I've been trying to focus on as well. But I'm also huge with saying, like, you know, as a songwriter, you can't really get to the good songs unless you get some of the bad ones out, too. So I think continuing to write is really important. But having the mindset of, like, writing these good songs as a goal, allowing yourself to filter out the bad things and appreciate that they happen and then move on. Like, don't hold on to the things. Because if you hold on to things that aren't working, then you're not going to anywhere i don't know if you've ever heard this saying before a, a friend of mine um she's such a sweetheart but she brought this up um we've known each other for a while okay um she brought this up years ago and it is so so true goals without a plan without an executionable plan remain a dream and there's nothing wrong with being a dreamer the technology that we're using right now to do this podcast all the equipment that we're using was at some point a dream in someone's head and that's okay. But clearly they had an executionable plan to pull it off because we're talking to these microphones and we're reaching thousands and thousands of people because of the software and the internet. All of those things were, were at one point someone's dream. But again, it's really cool to be a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Okay. But some of those dreams, you got to make sure that you put a plan to it. Otherwise it will forever just remain a dream. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, um, this kind of leads into our A, which is actionable, because we can have these dreams, we can have a plan. But the only way to start moving toward our dreams and reaching our goals is to take action. So can you talk a little bit about why being actionable is so important? Oh, it, absolutely. Again, we focus so much on the planning side of it, you know, but you have to also be willing to invest the time, effort, and energy to make your plan actionable. Okay, so you have a road roadmap. You have a huge plan in front of you. And you've you've also planned a few stepping stones. This is how I'm going to get here. Here is the yellow brick road. Now you have to invest the emotion, time, effort, and energy to just do it. Get out there and just do it. If you're waiting, <laughs> if you're waiting on it to happen by osmosis, it's not going to happen. <laughs> if you're waiting on someone to do it for you, it's not going to happen. You've got to get out there and make that investment every single day. And there are days when you're not going to want to get out of bed and go do it again. You're so tired physically, psychologically, emotionally. But you got to remind yourself, hey, I set these goals. They're my goals and I'm going to achieve them. They're important to me. And, you know, once you've hit some of these goals, that adrenaline rush of, oh, wow, I did it. This year's resolutions came true. Okay, I got two or three of them, and I know why I didn't get the third. It was a little out of my control, but to be completely honest, if I'm being completely transparent, I didn't give it my all. I didn't invest 100% of everything I had, so I got to blame myself a little bit. But it is so, so important that it be actionable and that you, as an individual, uh, in every situation, be actionable and hold yourself accountable. Make sure that you're giving 110% to your goals and everything that you're doing because, again, it's your baby. Right. I love how you brought up how you feel after you meet these goals because that personally gives me a ton of motivation. Like if I know I had a specific goal and it was measurable and I put in the hard work and I was very 
you know, motivated to pursue that. And then when you start seeing results, that just shows you that this actually works. Like if you put in the time and energy to do something day in and day out, no matter how you're feeling and start reaching these goals, it shows you that you can actually reach these goals. Yeah, I could share a brief story. Uh, I can't get into the details of it because it's not been made public yet. But one of our own team members was actually um, working on something that was tied to me personally. And she'd been, um, I'm talking about Ashley. I can throw that much out there. Ashley, back up. <laughs> she, she had been planning and organizing and talking to other mainstream managers and trying to kind of figure some things out. And she had all these notes and she'd been making some plans. She wasn't just flying by the seat of her pants. But when things went her way for the first time on the phone and she got, you know, what she thought was her goal, she told me about her little happy dance that she did. <laughs> she got off that phone and she was so elated that it just went her way. But, it, you know, it wasn't, I told her it wasn't luck. There was no luck in there. You just threw yourself out there. You know, uh, we talked about actionable just a minute ago. That's what she did. She took all of her plans and put them into action and she took a chance on herself. Yes, it's risky. Yes, it's vulnerable. But the payoff was huge for her and she... She believes in herself a thousand percent more now because she pulled it off. And so I am so, so proud of her. She's just awesome. Anyway, yeah. you too can be awesome out there. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Nike, go Nike. Just do it. <laughs> Nike is not sponsoring, but just no, do the, it. <laughs> they are not a sponsor for either of us. So, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really proud of Ashley too, and I think she's a fantastic example of that. Um, because, like you said, it's not luck. Like if if you look at somebody who's achieved something that you want to achieve, and you can think to yourself, "Oh, they were just lucky." People do this all the time. But truth is, you need to get off your own butt and go do something. Um, so yes, be actionable. That that brings up the very next part of this acronym. That's being reasonable. You you make your plans reasonable, not some pie in the sky. Wow, it would be really cool if I could do this. I don't have a clue how I'd do it, but that would be really cool. Um, bring it down to earth, okay? Make sure that you can put it on paper, that you have a major goal, and you have some major stepping stones to get there. And if you're looking at this, and you start to realize that, okay, this is going to take a whole lot of luck, and if I'm lucky, I can do step two, and if I'm real lucky, I can do step three, you may not have a reasonable goal you know, set for yourself. And so it's really important to, to be reasonable. It's, it, it's kind of right down the path of planning your day. For those of you who have a day planning system, if you've got seven or less items on your day planner that are intensive, that are going to require some significant input on your part, you've got a good day. If you've got 21 things on your checklist to do that day, you may have overplanned your day. You are not being reasonable and honest with yourself. And that's so important in terms of goal planning for the year, right? Right, exactly. And I can kind of share something here about myself that I'm going to do better out of this year. Last year, there were so many things I wanted to do, so many opportunities I wanted to take, but I knew they all were helping me achieve my goal. But at the same time, if I couldn't physically and emotionally and mentally manage it, then those are just going to be setbacks. So I think Talking about reasonable, yes, the goals themselves have to be reasonable, but I think another angle we can kind of take as an approach to this is like, be reasonable of what you yourself can handle. Exactly. Or again, back to um, you know the fundamentals of management 
you know, when you're directing yourself in, in terms of the whole plan or delegating, be willing to delegate to others. If you have that luxury that you have a team or you have a couple of friends that be- really believe in you and you can delegate some things to, then that can become realistic as well. As long as you know that you're not overburdening them and that you can rely on them. But at the end of the day, once you engage in something, you have to ask yourself this question. If this person I'm delegating to doesn't handle this, can I pick up the reins and get it done myself? And if the answer is no, you might, again, you might not be reasonable with yourself and you have to be realistic. Maybe reasonable needs to be walking hand in hand with the term realistic. Uh, Because sometimes things happen, you end up having to kind of pick up the baton and run with it yourself. And sometimes it's kind of like running with roses in your hand. You know, you just got to do it. And that leads us kind of into this next part, you know, in terms of goal setting for songwriters and artists. Uh, Just get out there and get started. But do so with a plan in mind. Don't just, you know, show up at a songwriting academy and say, okay, teach me. I want to learn how to write a hit song and next week I want to record it. That's probably not realistic. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we can move into our last part of this acronym, which is the T and that stands for time-based. So let's start getting into the whole time management kind of side of things, because I feel like, like you said before, having these stepping stones, making them realistic and measurable and actionable and specific, they can be that. But if you look at something and you think to yourself, your goal is, oh, I'm going to have this by next week. And you can look at that and be like, yeah, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. So I think you need to really set goals that you can do in a very timely way and a timely way that makes sense. You know, we're centering a lot of what we're talking about around the music industry. And I think uh, having that in mind, it's important to talk about realistic time frames for things everything from gathering a management team or a working team how long does it take to write a song a good song how long does it take to book a good studio session because most times you're not just going to walk in there the next day or even the next week you're going to have to book it in advance and what if that goes well what if it doesn't what if you have to book a second session how long does it take you to book studio musicians or are you going to use electronics a lot of different decisions have to be made and they're all time-based you know aside from that that's not the end of the road now that you have all recorded your track now you got to get into the production and mastering of it you've also got to consider marketing okay I've got to get this out to digital distribution how long is that gonna take what's the turnaround time to get CDs or get it prepared for digital release without CDs so people can just download it download it or stream it well <laughs> i think we can all agree that all of those platforms have their own idiosyncrasies and they all have different time windows you've got to work with and you know what you're going to have to work with their window they're not going to bend over backwards to, to hit your target you're going to have to use the tools they have at, at their disposal to help you and so that all comes back to being time based another thing that you have to really think about is okay in addition to studio mark writing recording studio time, um, mastering and producing and getting it out to digital distribution. I've also got to tie marketing into this. And so I've got to have time to market myself in this new release. How much time is that going to take? All of these things that I just mentioned, they're all different depending on you, your brand, your music, your style, etc. And 
the tools you have at your disposal. But it's so important to be reasonable about those times and be realistic about it because sometimes people just think they can just click through it really fast and it doesn't work that way and kind of blows up in your face. And, you know, that's the other side of the coin, I think, is when you when you have that happen, now you're discouraged. Now you get depressed and you want to give up. And that that's not good. On the other hand, if you're being realistic about it and you're hitting your goals really close to it, now you're encouraged and inspired to keep pushing forward and already look into the next track. Exactly. Yeah, you hit all of these amazing points. And there's something I want to tie in here real quick that I think fits here. Um, and I think a big part of being time-based is also recognizing others' time limits, kind of how you were talking about with the digital distribution and all that. But once you start getting into interviews and other opportunities, those people who are conducting the interviews or putting together specials or whatever, they have their own time limits for things and deadlines. So if you're given an opportunity to be part of something or if you inquire something and the opportunity is accepted and presented to you, you need to work toward you know getting your things in or getting that interview set up in the time that is right for the other person that they requested because I think you know when we look at these goals say one of your goals is to like really get your name out there and to get interviews and be part of specials and all those things and since those are goals that I have I definitely take the time to make sure that I'm meeting deadlines and I'm reaching out for things in advance and making sure everything's in place because if you don't do things and meet deadlines then you're definitely not going to reach your goal in that area because you weren't timely and thoughtful about it. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I'm going to bring this up, and I, I probably will get beat up for this, but that's okay. It's, it is reality. Okay, so Heart of Indie Radio is an independent station. Okay, we play primarily indie artists, usually somewhere between 50 and 70% of our track lists are always indie artists. But here's the thing. So why do we play mainstream artists? Well, because that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Isn't that where most indie artists want to get? Now, I'll, I'll give you this. Some indie artists are happy right where they are, you know, um, and that's okay too. But a lot of them, they want to hit mainstream at some point, okay? Having said all that, when you have an opportunity as an indie artist to be part of something cool, and it's a great little marketing tool for you in the process, and it's free of charge, why in the world would you not jump on that? And then take a look at it really fast and find out, okay, what are the time constraints here? What are the deadlines? You meet those deadlines. <laughs> They're so important to you as an artist and, and to make sure that you're part of that, whatever that process is. But also, whether you realize it or not, you're building integrity out there. You're building a reputation. And let me tell you, these entities talk. And so if you're an artist who has a reputation of not meeting deadlines, you're not going to get the calls or you'll be getting the last calls. So you want to be on the top of the list. Okay, that artist always meets their deadlines. They do what they say they're going to do. They are freaking awesome. We love working with them. That's the group you want to be in. You know, if, if you want to reach the other end of that tunnel and get to being a mainstream artist. That's not saying you can't get really lucky and just hit it, you know, hit it big with a, just the right song. But how often does that happen, you know? I would venture to say that most times it's a result of really hard work and dedication and love for the industry and not just getting lucky with one hit song. 
Right. And that all goes back to planning. If you know you have the opportunity to be part of something, work it into your plan. Look at your calendar and say, okay, I need to film a song that it might take me a couple hours to practice and then set up and film. I'm going to block off three hours on Saturday afternoon to do this. And I think that's so important just to think ahead and be proactive about it. Right. And, you know, tying to that is, well, (laughs) there's two ways to go about it. One is managing your time yourself. And if you're doing that, it's important to kind of keep it. If you're not using one, I would urge you to start keeping a day planner of some sort, either a paper and pen version. There's all kinds of day planners out there. If you if you email us, we'll we'll recommend a couple for you. And then there's the online digital ones. Oh, my goodness. Google provides it for free. But set up set up a day planner. When someone calls you and says, can I count on you to do this? Would you love to do this? Would you love to do that? Well, let me check my schedule. It's not a matter of, oh, I'm so busy. Let me check my schedule. No, it's being respectful of other people's time and being reliable. Look at your schedule. Determine really fast if this is reasonable or not. And if you can reasonably commit to it, then plug into your schedule and by gosh, do it. If, on the other hand, it's going to be a really tight fit and it's a really cool program, you might want to be respectful and tell them, okay, here's the situation. It's going to be really tight. I can really try to do this, but I just want to be honest with you. This is really tight. Let them make that decision, you know, or just turn it down. It'd be better to turn it down than commit to it and then not do it. You bring up a great point here. And I think it's about respect because you need to respect the other person's time And so if you're not organized, back to the organization thing, if you're not organized and you don't have a calendar and you just see this big opportunity and jump on it and email back, yes, I'm going to be there. Awesome. I can't wait. And then the day comes and you're like, oh, crap, I have something at the exact same time that I can't cancel, like an appointment or something. Then you email that person literally an hour before and go, yeah, about that. I actually have a doctor's appointment and I can't be there. People will get so frustrated. I mean, not gonna lie, I get frustrated. People have done that to me, and it's like I literally could have done something else here, but I blocked off three hours, and you just cancel last minute. Nothing bothers me more than people who cancel at the last minute because they're unorganized. Yeah, and it's not. It's you know, on the other side of the coin, um, dealing with a schedule that's already pretty tight with artists with doing different things in the music industry. It's not fair to call and say hey can you move this around i've got something else i really need to do doctor's appointment whatever and the end result is we got to move two other artists around to accommodate whatever it is you're trying to do that's that's not fair to the other artists you know what they have lives too they have brands too they have a business to run and if you hadn't figured it out yet being a brand in the music industry it's a business it's a fun business it's a passion it's it's i love it but at the end of the day it's a business and you need to treat it with the respect and, and seriousness that it deserves if you want to go anywhere in this industry. Because I can promise you the further up you go up the chain, the more they're going to look at it as a business. It is, you know, yeah, it's a really cool song, but is it going to make any money? And is this person going to be reliable? Are they going to show up to concerts? Or are they just going to not show? You know, that's important. All those things are important. You're at a point right now where you're building your reputation, building your credibility. So just pay attention to those those commitments that you're making. If you are so busy that even keeping a time management tool 
in place is a stretch for you, you may want to consider turning your time management over, or at least your scheduling, maybe not your time management, but your scheduling over to someone else and let them filter those those calls for you, those requests, so that you're not saddled with taking all those calls, number one, or emails. You can be busy actually completing other tasks, but you let them make those decisions for you and they know what you can do and can't do. Exactly. So now I want to talk more about time management. I know you're very knowledgeable about this. So aside from keeping a calendar and making a schedule for yourself, what are some more specific time management techniques that you've gathered over the years that you find to be useful? One of the things that I used to use, um, it was part of the, and I'm, they're not our sponsors, so don't, don't even go there. Um, I used to use, and I use something similar now, uh, the Franklin Covey time management um, booklets. They were binders that would break down the days. And so what you would do, and I would still encourage everybody to do this even now. So you ask for specifics. The first 30 minutes of my day, every day, is spent sitting down and thinking of looking at my time management. What did I do yesterday? What do I need to do today? Plan your day. The first 30 minutes, I don't take phone calls. I don't take text messages. I don't look at emails. I don't do any of that. That first 30 minutes is my planning time to look at what I've got set up for myself, what I needed to do yesterday and got left over, and what Megan has already agreed to, and now Ashley, um, what I've already agreed to do. And based on all the information, I'll make a plan for my day. And it's really important. And so in the, in the Franklin Covey system, it used to be letter-based. So you have this list of topics, these things, these actionable things you want to do for the day. And so you list them, not in any particular order. It's just brainstorming. I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. And remember, <laughs> about seven is your, is your max. And then beside each one, you give it a letter. It's either an A or a B or a C. So if it's got a letter A beside it, these are things I have to get done. You know, come heck or high water, this has to get done today. Okay. B, if it gets a B beside it, that is something that really should get done today. Okay. And you've got to really work to try to get that done. That really needs to get done too. But it still falls, you know, uh, under the the category of A's. It's not an A, but it's close. And then there are the C's. These are things that really should get done. If I've, if I've got time, I'll get to these. Okay. C's eventually become X's because here's what happens. You usually get so busy that C's end up getting moved to the next day. Well, it didn't happen today. Now it gets moved to Thursday and to Friday. At some point, it becomes an X. You've got to be honest with yourself and say, okay, I don't want to do this, or I would have already got this done somehow. I would have found a way to do it. You need to be honest with yourself and cut that out of your list. But it's important to prioritize. That's back to not just planning and having an actual plan to get to your larger goals, but planning your day and then even making that day actionable, you know, um, quantifying and qualifying what your topics are and how you're going to get to them, etc. I love that. And this is so important because I think this whole thing you're talking about comes down to prioritizing things. And sometimes there's things in our days, like I know me, there's some things I really want to do that are really fun and I wish I could just like chill and do them. But then I have these other things that are more important that are 
you know, they need to be higher up on the list, but you can procrastinate those because you want to do other things. But I think it's really important to, like you said, be honest with yourself about what has to get done and get that out of the way first. Because say there's one big thing you have to do that day. Once you get that out of the way, the rest of their day is for you. And you're not like trying to squeeze it in at night because if you try to do that, then it's not going to be your best work or whatever. So I've tried to get into the habit of doing the things that have to get done first thing and then leaving my rest of the day a little bit open to have some me time too. Yeah. Well, here's what happens. Uh, let me paint a scenario for you. Would you like that? So let's say that you you wake up in the morning, you grab your Coke or your coffee or whatever your caffeine is, and you just hit the ground running. And you're going to start having things thrown at you right and left from everybody. I need this. I need this. I need this. Bye. And suddenly you're, you're responding to things. You you got your little fire extinguisher out. You're putting out fires. And before you know it, the entire day is gone. And you have not attacked an organized version of your priority list. You have just been, you haven't been proactive at all. You've been reactive. If you got lucky, <laughs> you've managed to handle some of your proactive plans. But more times than not, you've been reactive all day. Whereas if you block out the first 30 minutes, just 30 minutes of your entire day, and sit down and say, leave me alone. I'm looking at my list. I'm looking at what I didn't get done yesterday. I'm looking at what, what I need to do today. I'm considering all of these things that I've agreed to and promised to do and being respectful of the people I've made commitments to. Once you've done that for the first 30 minutes, the rest of your day is more proactive. Now, when people start throwing things at you, now you have the arsenal. You have the tools to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that today. Get with me a little bit later or I'll make a note of it. And I'll see what we can do. If you have a team, then obviously you can say, well, get with Megan. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but not everybody has a Megan. I get that. But at least if you've taken the first 30 minutes of your day and you've done your planning, you know what you need to do and you're not likely to get too far off track. Yes, we will all deviate a little bit, but you're not going to get way off track. You have a plan. You're being proactive. You're not being reactive. That is a dangerous thing to be. It's just reacting to things. You're just going to spend days and weeks and months being reactive, and pretty soon your whole year is gone. You haven't reached your goals. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great point to wind down on here. Um, I think everything we've talked about today has to do with you know having a plan making sure things work making sure things are reasonable and actionable and all these things and starting off your day with a plan being timely all of those things has to do with a plan so everybody it's a new year you have goals and you're going to reach them and you're going to reach them because like me and eddie you are going to have a plan and have a fantastic year Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. I love talking about time management. Even though it's a misnomer, there's no such thing. You can't manage time. Anyway, it was lovely being here. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome having you. Um, before we go, just real quick, can you share with everybody where they can find Heart of Indy on social and listen to the shows? I would love to. We are pretty much everywhere on social media from Instagram to Twitter to Tumblr. We're everywhere. And everything is simple. It's at Heart of Indie. You can also visit our website at Hands of Grace hyphen Ray of Light. And it's spelled with R-A-E. And if you get on the site and click on a few things, you'll start figuring out why it's there. That's kind of a cool story. And I won't ruin it. Go check that out. The other simple way is just reach out to Heart of Indie Radio dot com. 
and it'll go straight to our website. You can kind of fish around. There's so much information there. If you need to email us, please do at heartofindyradio at gmail.com. You can also catch us on YouTube. Our interviews are now on YouTube and on Anchor and about 33 other platforms. If it's a major platform out there with podcasts, we're on there, uh, including iHeart and Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, our weekly radio shows, Friday and Saturday and Sunday nights, are always on Mixcloud. So if you watch our social media, particularly Twitter and Instagram, you'll get 30-minute heads up. Oh, this show's about to start. Um, usually we drop graphics on Wednesdays to kind of let you know if we've got special guests involved in those shows. You'll start seeing graphics promoting them. So there's always something happening at Heart of Indie Radio. And if you're a new artist just wanting to get out there, this is your platform. We built it for you, and we charge nothing for the things that we do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eddie, again for joining me. It was lovely having you on again to talk all about goal setting and time management. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on track. On track.